Greetings, family, and welcome to another service at Graceway Church. It's always an honor, always a privilege to be sharing God's word with you each time I get the opportunity. Thank you, God. We give all the glory, give all the honor in Jesus' most precious name. Family, we are starting a series of teachings today, and the series of teachings is titled Bold as a Lion. This is found in the book of Proverbs, chapter 28, verse 1. The New King James Version reads, The wicked flee when no one pursues, but the rushes are bold as a lion. But the rushes are bold as a lion. Our series will be premised on this title, Bold as a Lion, but the Russians are as bold as a lion. The Russians are bold as a lion. Child of God, as the Russians of God, there is an expectation from God that you live a life that is bold. There's an expectation from God that you live a life that is glorious because Jesus came so that you may have life and have life in abundance. So Solomon here says, the wicked flee when no one pursues them, but the righteous of God, the righteous are bold as a lion. Glory to God. The book of Psalms, Psalm 112, verse 6 to 7, says, The righteous will never be moved. The righteous stand firm. The righteous are bold. The righteous are not disturbed by bad news because his heart is firm. Trusting in the Lord. Glory to you, Jesus. And God reminds us in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38, and he says there, but my righteous one will live by faith, and I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. So God is saying, I'm reminding you that the righteous live by faith and I as the Lord take no pleasure in anyone who shrinks back. So God is saying, I'm expecting you as my righteous to live by faith. I'm expecting you to stand bold. I'm expecting you to walk boldly, to stand bold like a lion, as a lion. So our series is lift from this verse, Proverbs chapter 28, verse 1. The wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. Glory to you, Jesus. There's an interesting story found in the book of Judges. It's a story about Gideon. Gideon is in a wine press trying to trash wheat a little harvest that he had got and is hiding in this wine press because the enemy has been attacking them for seven years. Each time they try to plant and harvest, when the crop is just about ready, the enemy raids and takes their crops, takes their animals, takes their livestock, and takes it away. And Gideon here, trying to protect the little harvest that is had, he hides in the wine press, trying to trash wheat. Now, 
threshing of wheat, child of God, was something that was done on a mountaintop so that when you thresh the wheat, the wind can cause the chaff to go with the wind and the wheat can then settle. The wheat can then settle. And here is Gideon. He finds himself in a wine press in an area that he shouldn't be for fear of the enemy. I'm speaking to someone this morning. Maybe you are like Gideon. You find yourself hiding. You find yourself in a place that you shouldn't be. I am here to say to you the rashes, the rashes of God are as bold as the lion. The Bible says, while Gideon was there, the angel came to him and said, Men of valor, the Lord is with you. I'm saying to you, wherever you are, you may feel like you are small. You may find yourself in the wrong place. You shouldn't be there. You are never meant to be there. You are never meant to be trashing wheat in a pit. It's supposed to be done on a hilltop. But because of fear of certain things, I don't know what it is, but because of fear of certain things, you find yourself in the wrong place. I'm saying to you today, you are the rushers of God. I am declaring over your life that you are a warrior. You are a person of valor. You are a glorious person. Stand up, stand up and be bold like a lion. A lion, though it is not the strongest of animals, though it is not the biggest of animals, though it is not the fastest of animals, though it is not the cleverest of animals, but when it stands, it stands with boldness. That is why Solomon here says, the righteous are bold as a lion. I'm saying to you, child of God, the season has come for a righteous person to stand as bold as a lion. Gone are the days of finding yourself in a wine press trying to do what is supposed to be done on a hilltop. I'm saying to you, take the gospel to the world. Stop keeping it to yourself or stop doing things for yourself, but take it to the world. Glory to you, Jesus. Glory to you, God. I'm saying to you, child of God, the wicked flee when no one pursues, but the rushes are bold as a lion. Now, there's two camps on this earth. There is the wicked and there is the rushes. The wicked are the ones that are in sin the wicked are the ones that have not accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. The wicked are the ones that have not accepted the forgiveness of sin by God. Those are the wicked. So sin came through Adam. We all remember that. Sin came through Adam when Adam fell. And fear came at the same time. So when the wicked who are in sin flee, it is because of fear. So they because of fear when God came into the garden Adam and Eve after they realized that they were naked they fled they ran away they went and hid because they had moved 
from a position of righteousness with God and were in sin. So when they heard the sound of God, they fled. Even today, the wicked are still fleeing because of fear of death. Let us turn our Bibles to the book of Romans. Romans chapter 5, verse 17 to 19. The Bible says there, For the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many. So when Adam fell, his sin caused death to rule because God had said to Adam, Adam, you can eat of any tree, but don't eat the fruit of this tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Dare you eat of it, you will surely die. And indeed, when he ate of it, death came, sin and God. So since then, man who's wicked has been in fear. Can you remember when you were a young person and you had committed something, whenever you had the sound of your parents coming, you would want to run away. Whenever you had something because you thought maybe it is my parents now, they've figured out, they've found out, they've discovered that I have done this thing that I shouldn't be doing. So whenever you hear a door opening, whenever you heard a sound, you'd run for cover. That is me. I wasn't born a believer. I became a believer at an old age, but I thank God that I am a believer. I thank God that I accept the Jesus as my Lord and Savior. It is your opportunity today to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The Bible says here, but even greater is God's wonderful grace. Glory to Jesus. God's wonderful grace. We didn't deserve it, but God with his wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness for all who received it but even greater. So although man fell through sin, although death caused by one man engulfed the whole world, but even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness. Child of God, you need to receive the gift of righteousness. Child of God, this gift is available to anyone. It is a gift. You don't have to work for it. You don't have to earn it. It is available the Bible says for all who receive it. You've got an opportunity today to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You've got an opportunity today to restore your ways with God. It is very simple. It is very easy. Accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The Bible continues to say these who will receive it, who will receive the gift of righteousness will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. Glory to you, Jesus. It goes on to say, yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone, but Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and a new life for everyone. Righteousness is right positioning with God. Righteousness is the right standing with God. So child of God, God gives us this gift of righteousness. You don't have to earn it. It is yours. It is given through one act of Jesus, the righteous one. The Bible says, he who knew no sin became sin. So Jesus became sin so that through that we could become the righteousness of God. We could become the righteousness of God. Glory to you, Jesus. 
glory to you Jesus the Bible continues there to actually say in verse 19 because one person disobeyed God many became sinners but because one other person obeyed God many will be righteous the righteous are bold as a lion child of God you either you are a wicked person who has not accepted Jesus as the Lord and Savior and you are fleeing because of sin but the righteous of God the righteous of God who got the gift of righteousness it was a gift that they received they didn't earn it it was not a wage they received it through one act of righteousness by Jesus this is the word of God Romans chapter 4 verse 5 continues to emphasize this point it says people are counted as righteous not because of their works but because of their faith in God who forgives sinners glory to you Jesus father I was a sinner at one time but today I am a born-again child I have not been enslaved by sin glory to you Jesus I'm slaved to righteousness I am not slave to sin because God has forgiven my sins I am a slave to righteousness glory to you Jesus when I was growing up I will not mention the name of the church but when I was growing up we were told that you need to earn your way to heaven you need to earn your way to heaven by doing good deeds God is saying here, the righteousness is a free gift. Righteousness is a free gift. You don't have to work for it because it is gift from God through faith in God. Glory to you, Jesus. I'm saying to you, child of God, the righteous, the righteous are bold as a lion. The righteous are bold. And I'm explaining to you how we are the righteous of God. We didn't earn it. We didn't work for it. Jesus died on the cross for us. When he died on the cross, all sin, all curses were thrown at him. When Jesus died on the cross, he took our sins. When Jesus died on the cross, he took everything for us from yesterday, from previous times. Not only that, oh glory to you Jesus. He took the poverty that we had and in exchange, he gave us richness. He took the sickness. By his stripes we are healed. He took sickness and replaced it and gave us health glory to you Jesus now I like how Paul refers to it yet righteousness is a free gift you don't have to work for it so when the Bible says the righteous are bold you are not eliminated if you've received Jesus even in the old days the Bible says Abraham believed and for his belief it was credited to him as righteous glory to you Jesus although he would make mistakes he would tell lies he would do this that and the other but because of his belief it was credited to him as righteous glory to you Jesus so Romans chapter 10 verse 1 to 3 Paul says here dear brothers and sisters the longing of my heart and my prayer to God is to the people of Israel to be saved 
it is my prayer it is my desire that people of Israel be saved because I, I can see how enthusiastic you are to God. I can see that. But children of Israel, it is misdirected. It is a misdirected zeal. You are wanting to earn righteousness with God by your works. No, it is not by your works. It is by accepting Jesus. It is by your faith in the one that God sent. The Bible says in verse 3, for they don't understand God's way of making people right with him. Refusing to accept God's way, they cling to their own way of getting right with God by trying to keep the law. Another version says they claim their righteousness based on works. I'm saying to you, child of God, you are the righteous of God. You are the righteous of God. Therefore, you need to stand bold like a lion. The devil is a liar. You may fall, but your righteousness, your position with God is not based on what you do. It is based on what Jesus did. That is why Paul in Galatians 2 verse 21, he says, I do not set aside the grace of God. I do not set aside the grace of God. That is why later on he says, I stand on this grace. I didn't deserve it. I didn't earn it. Then he continues to say, For if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. For if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. Christ's death was in vain. So if you are going to claim your righteousness by your own deeds, it means that what Christ came to do here, it was in vain. It was not worthy. But I'm saying to you, no, 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 child of God. John chapter 3 verse 16 to 17, the Bible says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that anyone anyone who would believe in him would not perish but have eternal life it goes on to say in verse 17 for god did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him so Jesus did not come here to condemn. Jesus came here to save the world. That is why even when Jesus was here, one time they brought a paralyzed man for him to heal. And Jesus says to him, your sins are forgiven. Have courage. Be of good heart. Your sins are forgiven. And the Pharisees who were there called it blasphemy. And Jesus says, tell me, what is easier to forgive someone's sin or to heal this man? And he turns around and says, to prove to you that I have the power to forgive on earth. I did not come to earth to condemn. I did not come to earth to shame. But I came to save. So therefore, young man, pick up your mat and go home. And glory to you, Jesus. He says another time when similar Pharisees bring a woman found who had committed adultery, found in the act to test him. What does the law of Moses say? Shouldn't this woman be stoned? And Jesus says, if any of you 
has never committed sin let you be the first one that throws a stone at this woman and all the men started moving away started leaving until there was no one and Jesus turns around to the woman to say where are your accusers and she says no they are nowhere near and Jesus says I do not condemn you go and sin no more child of God you have been set free from sin you have become slaves of righteousness Romans 8 verse 1 so now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus you are the righteous of God you are the righteous of God I'm saying to you Proverbs chapter 28 verse 1 the wicked flee when no one pursues but the righteous you are the righteous. Take someone to say, I am the righteous. I am the righteous of God. The righteous are bold as a lion. What is to be bold? To be bold is defined as not hesitating or fearful in the face of actual or possible danger. A bold person looks at danger and does not draw back. He looks at it and says, my Bible says, the Lord is with me. I shall not want. He looks at his bank account and showing Neil, he says, my God shall supply all my needs according to his glorious riches. He looks at his house and there is no spouse. And he says, my God that I serve will provide a spouse for me in good time. He looks at his medical report and says, although they may be saying this, but my God is my healer. They are just the treaters of the disease. They are administering treatment to me, but my God is my healer. He's a healer of all diseases. Glory to you, Jesus. So he does not hesitate. He's not fearful. He's not fearful in the face of a possible challenge. A bold person is someone who is courageous, is someone who is daring, it is someone who is confident, it is someone who is brave, it is someone who does something without feeling of shame. Glory to you, Jesus. So therefore, the righteous of God, the righteous of God are expected to stand bold. I expected to be bold as a lion. That is what being bold is. It is being brave. It is being courageous. It is daring. It is being fearless. That is what boldness is. Glory to you, Jesus. Let me just make sure that I put perspective here because there is boldness that is not the boldness that is referred to here. There is someone who can be bold for the wrong reason. And I just want to make sure that we are aligned. I just want to make sure that we exclude these things in us standing bold as a lion because child of God this boldness that I'm thinking of is not arrogance this boldness that I'm talking about it is not about pride this boldness is not about boasting this boldness it is not about showing off this boldness that I'm talking about it is boldness that does not celebrate on evil on injustice this boldness that i'm talking about is not boldness that is done deliberately to despise in other words child of god this boldness i'm talking about it's not 
boldness that is premised on self-righteousness. It is not boldness that is premised on my abilities. It is not boldness that is premised on what I can do, what I've achieved, my degrees, etc. No, 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 no. This boldness that I'm talking about is boldness that is based on love. It is boldness that is based on the understanding that my God is the one that made me righteous. I am righteous through what Jesus Christ did. I didn't deserve it. My righteousness is as filthy as rags. Therefore, I cannot stand boldly on my self-righteousness. I need to stand on the righteousness that comes from God. Glory to you, Jesus. That is why in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19, the Bible says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. There is no other reason, there is no other way we can enter the holy of holies. There is no other way that we can approach God except through the blood of Jesus. Child of God, you are privileged because before Jesus died on the cross, whenever once a year, only one man could enter the Holy of Holies. He entered there in fear. He entered there not sure whether he was going to come back. And sometimes they would not come back and the rope would have been tied to them. So when they then hear that the guy is no longer moving, they then pull him out with the rope because no one could go in there you entered once and once a year not everyone but the high priest would enter there but today child of god i'm saying we can boldly enter the heaven's most high place because of the blood of jesus oh jesus we thank you for your blood your blood washes sins your blood changes situations we give you all the glory jesus we give you all the honor the bible further on says in ephesians 3 verse 12 because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. You didn't deserve it, but today you can now come boldly. This is the boldness that I'm talking about. The boldness that is premised on what Jesus did for us. The boldness that is premised on what God through his wonderful grace did for us. It's not of our own doing. It's got nothing to do with me. But I can stand on this boldness. I can stand on this righteousness and be bold. Glory to you, Jesus. Jesus says, as he prepares to leave in John 16, verse 33, the good news translation, he says, be brave, be brave, be brave, stand bold. Be courageous. I have defeated the world. Be courageous. I have defeated the world. Glory to him. Our boldness is based on what Jesus did. He has defeated the world. Therefore, I can stand boldly because of him not on my own doing child of god there is power 
in acknowledging, in appreciating that you are the righteous of God. Therefore, you can stand boldly because of what Jesus did. Today, you can enter the throne of grace boldly with confidence. Today, you can come into the presence of God without any fear, without any shame. You are not condemned. He came to save us. Glory to you. That is why, child of God, when you stand boldly, appreciating that your boldness is not premised on pride, it is not premised on arrogance, it is not premised on boasting, it is not premised on self-righteousness, you can make such declarations to say, in all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. You can say and declare, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It is through Christ who strengthens me. You can also say, I can give thanks to God because he gives us victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. Child of God, as I continue laying this foundation on the series of teachings that are anchored on Proverbs 28 verse 1 the wicked flee when no one pursues but the righteous are bold as a lion let me just share with you that God responds to boldness God rewards boldness remember that as we continue with this series remember that God blesses God responds God rewards boldness that is why in the book of Hebrews the verse we read earlier on Hebrews chapter 10 verse 38 where it says the righteous live by faith and I take no pleasure in those that draw back. I take no pleasure. This is God saying, I take no pleasure in those drawing back. I'll just share with you a few examples as it relating to God responding, God rewarding boldness. Glory to you, Jesus. Say, child of God, I am as bold as a lion child of God I may not look like the biggest animal in the universe I may not look like the smartest animal in the universe I may not look like the fastest animal in the universe but I am the lion I am the mighty one I roar like a lion I'll share with you a few examples the first one is I said the other week that in Numbers, after the 12 spies had come back and the 10 had convinced the Israel nation that they cannot enter their promised land, God spoke to Moses and said to Moses, none of these will see their promised land. But Caleb, because of his spirit, because of his attitude, him and his descendants will see them why because when they came back Caleb was bold while everyone was saying we shouldn't go and enter we should not attack 
the promised land. We should not invade the promised land because they are giants. The cities are big. They are fortified. Caleb stood boldly and was saying, let us go at once and attack. We can certainly So Caleb was a bold man. While they were saying, no, let us not attack. Let us not move in there. Caleb was saying, let us do it now. We can certainly do it. And Caleb knew that he was not going to do it on his own. God had promised that he was going to go with them and before them. So Caleb had stood on that promise. Glory to Jesus. The another one who shows a good example of how God responds and how God answers and how God rewards boldness is Joshua. The Lord has said to Joshua, he's now in the promised land. He's made an arrangement that he shouldn't have made with another nation and is now being asked to come and assist this nation that's now under attack. And the Lord says to Joshua, Joshua, don't worry. I have delivered the enemy into your hands. So in other words, Joshua, victory is certain. Victory is guaranteed. And Joshua goes to battle with his men. And he goes to battle and Joshua realizing that the sun is about to set and the enemy has not yet been completely defeated. Victory although promised it is still underway. The fight is still underway. He wants to finish them off. He prays to God and says God cause the sun to stop and the moon to stop while I fulfill while your promise manifests and God seeing this boldness, this boldness, how can such a man ask for me to cause the sun to stop and the moon to stop? There is boldness in this man and God responds. There has never been another instance where the sun and the moon stopped. Joshua showed boldness. He asked God for something that had never happened and no man has after that asked such a question. Glory to you, Jesus. The third man is Daniel. You can find the story in the book of Daniel, Daniel chapter 6. The governors, the counselors, the administrators convinced the king to pass a law that says for the next 30 days no one shall worship any other God except the king and the king signs it seals it and anyone who is found worshiping another God except the king 
thrown into the lion's den. And the Bible says, when Daniel heard about the slow, he continued as usual to go up to the upper room of his place, open the windows towards Jerusalem, and he prayed three times in the day. The Bible says he continued as he normally did. The fact that the king had passed a law saying no other god should be worshipped, that did not prevent Daniel from continuing to worship his god like he had always done. And these governors had been waiting for this so that Daniel could be killed. And they run to the king and tell the king they've connived. They then tell the king, King, the law that you signed, someone has broken it. It is Daniel. The king is touched. And eventually, because his hands are tied, he calls for Daniel. And Daniel is thrown into the den. I'm saying the king is touched because one of his remarks, the king says, May your God, whom you serve so faithfully, rescue you. The Bible says that night the king fasted. That night there was no entertainment. The king could not sleep. The following day he rushed to the lion's den to check whether Daniel was there and when he got there he shouted in verse 20 Daniel servant of the living God was your God whom you serve so faithfully able to rescue you from the lions and Daniel answered long live the king my God sent his angel to shut the lion's mouth so that they could not hurt me for I have been found innocent in his sight Bible continues to say no scratch was found on him for he had trusted in his God Daniel showed boldness he refused to bow down to something that would cause him to be disobedient to God. He feared God more than he feared man. Child of God, I'm saying to you, you need to stand boldly. You need to stand with boldness for certain things that will cause you to be in disobedience with God. The fact that certain rules may be put in place, rules of the land, may be put in place. Don't compromise. Don't compromise what God expects of you with what the rules of the land are instructing you to do. Bible says the fear of man is like a snare. So in this situation, Daniel was bold and God came through for him. He sent an angel to shut the mouths of the lion 
no lion could open its mouth although it was walking boldly in its den but it found itself not able to open its mouth because an angel of the Lord had been sent to close Glory to you, Jesus. Child of God, let me just say to you, in your boldness, people may scheme things against you and think that they are making progress and think that they've got you in a corner. But let me say to you, the God that you serve, the God that you trust, will always make a way for you. The God that you trust the God that you serve will always make a way for you. It may not be people. It may be circumstances around you. You find yourself like you're in a tight corner now. You find yourself like you're in a lion's den. Something is about to grab you. Something is about to devour you. I'm saying to you, stand boldly in the throne of grace come boldly to the throne of grace and receive mercy and grace for that time that you need it. Glory to Jesus. The last one is a blind man, Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus is sitting at the gate of the city. Jesus is about, he's leaving Jericho and he hears that uh, Jesus is passing by and he starts shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Son of David, have mercy on me. They rebuke him. Shut up. Be silent. No. With boldness. Son of David, have mercy on me. That boldness caused Jesus to stop. And Jesus stopped and said, Who is that? Call him here. And only then they turn around to Bartimaeus and say to him, Take heart. Be of courage. He's calling you. He's calling you. The very same people who earlier on were saying, Shut up. Are now saying, Take heart are now saying take courage are now saying be of good cheer he's calling you his boldness his refusal to be shut up to be silenced by those who were closer to Jesus caused Jesus to stop and when he was called there Jesus asked what do you want me to do for you and with boldness in humility he says Rabbi let me recover my sight and he recovered his sight God rewards boldness the wicked God 
I just want to close with the story of John and Peter in the book of Acts. They've received the Holy Spirit in the upper room as promised by God. And the one day they walk into the place of worship to pray. And at the door there is a lame man who's been like that since birth. And this man stops them asking for money. And Peter says to this man, look at us. Pay attention to us. And the man with excitement looks at him expecting to receive money. And Peter says to him, I do not have silver. Another version says, silver and gold I do not have. But what I have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Get up. In the name of Jesus. Rise and walk. That was boldness. Peter looked at this man boldly. He looked at him boldly in the face. He says, watch me. Look at me. Silver and gold I don't have. But what I have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus, walk. He pulled him by his hand. And the man walked. He went into the place of worship with him. And Peter and John started preaching teaching about the resurrection of Christ the resurrection that is in Christ the good news and those in authority did not like what they were hearing therefore they took them and put them in prison and because it was late they only attended to them the following day the following day they call Peter and John and put them at the center and say to them tell us by what power and in whose name did you do what you did the Bible says Peter filled with the Holy Spirit responded and his response is found in Acts 4 verse 8 to 10 he says, rulers and elders of our people, very respectful. Are we being questioned today because we've done a good deed for a crippled man? Do you want to know how he was healed? Let me clearly state to all of you and to all the people of Israel that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene the man you crucified but whom God raised from the dead so Peter boldly filled with the Holy Spirit the Bible says Peter filled with the Holy Spirit he responded rulers elders this man not by my might not by my power but this man was raised this man was healed by 
the powerful name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene the one that you crucified and Jesus rose and God rose from the dead the Bible continues to say in verse 13 the members of council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John for they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in scripture they also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus they also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus so here these leaders could see could understand that these people are so bold yet they are not educated so child of God I'm saying to you when you spend time in his presence when you spend time with him you'll be able to stand boldly people will see the boldness and declare that this person has been in the presence of Jesus you are filled you have the Holy Spirit in you that was given through Jesus Christ when he says I am going to the Father and I will ask the Father to send the Holy Spirit to send a helper and he will be with you forever so child of God in as much as Peter were filled with the Holy Spirit and the rulers who were questioning could see that he had boldness could see that he had been in the presence of Jesus I'm saying to you today you have the Holy Spirit in you. He dwells in you. When you accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, He came and became a part of you. Child of God, you can also stand boldly. You can also stand with boldness. The world can see, but not only must you stand just on the fact that the Holy Spirit is with you, that God is with you, but you need to find time to spend time in his word find time to spend with him in prayer so that when you step out of there people can see the boldness that is in you the fearlessness that is in you that is not based on arrogance that is not based on boastfulness that is not based on pride but that is premise that is based on the gift that comes from God through Jesus, the gift of righteousness. I thank you, God. I give all the glory. I give all the honor. For Father, your word nourishes. Your word teaches us. Your word encourages us. Your word gives us strength. Father, be glorified today and forever in Jesus' most wonderful name. Amen. We thank you, God. I do not want to end this message without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Lord over your life. Either you are the wicked or the righteousness of God. You can only become the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ. It isn't easy as that. It's not by your works. It's just by making Jesus Lord and Savior over your life. And then you move from being a sinner to being the righteousness of God, to being the righteous of God. Here is an opportunity to make Jesus Lord over your life.
These are times when you need to be sure without a doubt that you are a child of God, that Jesus is Lord over your life, that you've accepted Jesus as Lord over your life because your life on this earth is only for a moment. God loves you so much that he sent his son to come and die for you and for me. I made that choice many years ago and I'm going to have eternity with God, with Jesus. Here is an opportunity for you to have eternity with God. You are not accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior as an insurance to not going to hell, but you are accepting him because of his love that he showed. He loved you so much that he sent his son to come and die for you. I'm speaking to you this day and I'm saying, make Jesus Lord over your life and you'll become a new creation. You'll be admitted into the kingdom of the Father. You can then call God your Father. You can then consider yourself righteous and be able to stand boldly like a lion. Be able to stand with boldness. Say this prayer with me. God, I thank you for Jesus. Today, Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Jesus, come and dwell into my life. Come and take control over my life. My sins are forgiven. I thank you, God. Today, I am a new creation. I thank you. Jesus most glorious, in Jesus most wonderful name, amen. If you've said that prayer, heaven is rejoicing. We as the family of Christ are rejoicing. We as the family of God, with Jesus as our core heir, are rejoicing that you've made the best decision you will ever make in your life, beyond just this life in eternity. 